Word for You is presented by Grace Point Church in Lakewood, Ohio. We are located at the intersection of Warren and Alger and welcome you to visit us in person or online at gracepointlakewood.com. That's G-R-A-C-E-P-O-I-N-T-E-L-A-K-E-W-O-O-D.com. Listen to podcasts of sermons from our pastor, Mike Bartolone, and various guest pastors. You will see that grace is always the point, and you are always welcome. trust in the finished work of the cross. 
You have to trust that he did it. Because you can't earn your salvation. And if you think you chose him according to John 15, 16, it says he chose us. He chose us. And you need to learn to live a life of faith. I believe that's, I believe, the, and I'm going to talk about it as best I can today, but not seeing in the natural, but seeing in the spirit first and then calling it forth into the natural. The scriptures call faith, in New King James, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance, a substance. If it's supernatural, my mind says, well, big boy, how could it have substance? If it's supernatural. So looking deep into the Hebrew language, you can really understand what the word substance means. And when we begin to when we begin to take hold of this truth, we will be putting ourselves in a place for a release of substance, which is happening within us that will change the atmosphere around us. Amen. You must come to a place in your personal walk with the Lord Himself that even with iniquity and sin around us that you might still have in your inner man but now that may be difficult to believe but this does not make sense to, to, to judgmentally judge of people but makes sense to people who know how much they have been forgiven I mean, knowing how much you've been forgiven is a big key and understanding the grace of God because grace works through faith let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2, verse 8. For by grace you've been saved. Through faith. Through the supernatural. Through faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. Not of works. Lest you should be prideful. Boast. I did something. It was me. Amen? Amen? Doesn't happen that one. Now let's go one book before Galatians chapter 5, verse 6. Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. But faith working through love. Ooh, hallelujah. Faith Amen. working through love. Mm -hmm. So when we look into the word substance, we must come from the understanding that God knows humanity's roots mm -hmm. of not liking to walk with him too much. When you read the Old Testament, they had a lot of problems, them Jews. Yes. Amen? Them called out ones, them chosen people. Yes. Amen? Amen? See, idols in today's society are not little gold calves we put on our altars and bow to. No, they are things in our lives that we worship like our needs for provision yes. or protection or acceptance. Mm -hmm. Throughout our lifetime, we develop patterns in our lives to get our needs met. A lot of people come to church for one reason, to get their needs met. Yes. Not to praise and worship the Lord and thank Him. Shame. Yeah. You know? But that's why I come to church. To praise him and thank him for all yes. he's done. Because I trust in the finished work of Christ. Yes. Amen? Amen? And I could rejoice in God my Savior. The fourth man in the fire. Amen? Amen? For example, let's say you need acceptance very badly in order to feel good about yourself. And you will develop a pattern in your life to get that acceptance. You'll do things for people so they accept you. You go to the office and you'll have... 15 people at the office and you want the whole office to love you, so you bring them all in some coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. And you bring them in three, you know, three dozen of donuts every morning. And before you know it, you're the hero of the office because you desire acceptance. And you get your acceptance by bringing them coffee and donuts. Amen? But through that, you don't realize it, but you're putting yourself in bondage to a habit. Yeah, amen. Rather than being just who you are in Christ. 
This is an example of an, there, this is an example of an idol, even though it, it may have an appearance of being a good thing. Oh, I did this. I'm, do, I'm doing something good. Pastor Mike, I'm blessing the office with coffee. And, but, but maybe you have another issue that you don't really want to talk about. But we can also make idols out of bad things. You know, like alcohol, drugs. No. We just passed the state of Ohio. We could be smoking marijuana. 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 Gambling. Overindulgence in anything can become an idol. And when we choose to stand up and turn from these things, something's sometimes good or sometimes bad, we develop a strength that causes us to be able to honor God and bring God what he wants, which is a total heart and a life of truth. And turning from the forms, turning from these forms into a substance in our lives that honors God. So you'll never really know the strength inside of you until you say no to an idol in your life. And all of us have them. But we're not always honest about getting rid of them. We like burying them like some of the Israelites did it on the camels when they were coming out of Egypt. We just bury them things underneath. And when the prophet comes to visit the house, we bury them underneath the, underneath the blankets in the, in the tent so they can't see them. Of course, that didn't happen, right? You didn't, you didn't read that in your Bible anywhere? I mean, oh, they did that. When they left Egypt, they brought the idols with them. <laughs> But it's time to allow God to strengthen you with his power and you actually turn from that thing you are being instilled with the, in, with the substance that is honoring to God. You are enough in him. And God wants all of you at all times and all his ways. See, our substance starts when we receive Jesus as Messiah, as our Savior, as our King and Deliverer. And you ask him to come into your heart like it says in Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let's go there. It's a really good passage as well. I love reading my Bible again and again. Yes. Never gets old. Yes. Does yours never get old? No. No. It's an no. eternal book. Yes. Jesus is the book itself. Yes. Amen? Yes. Romans 10. I didn't have this one. 9 and 10. It says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. Real important word there, righteousness. Go to Romans 5 and study it. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So when you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you're saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So salvation of the Spirit is our starting point. And now he is working in our lives so that the glory of God becomes a part of our substance. The Hebrew word for substance is found in the scriptures of Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go to Proverbs 3. I mean, if it's in Proverbs 3, then we're going to be studying it from a Hebrew perspective. And I'm not a Hebrew scholar. I'm not going to lie to you. But I am a guy who studies the word. Yes. Proverbs 3, verse 9. Honor the Lord with your substance, with your possessions. And with the first fruits of all your increase. So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. There are three words that make up the word substance in this passage. And I don't know how to pronounce them in Hebrew, so I'll just crucify them. So I'll spell them for you. They are Han, H-O-N, O-N, and A-V-E-N. H-O-N, one word, O-N, another word, and H-V-E-N. The word substance first comes from the Hebrew word hon, which is defined as wealth or enough. Wealth or enough. That's what substance means in Hebrew. Wealth or enough. 
which comes from the root word on, which is defined as ability, force, or power. This word goes deeper into the Hebrew root word, which is aven, or A-V-E-N, which means to pant, as in vain and strictly, nothingness, trouble, vanity, wickedness, idle, affliction, unrighteousness, unjust, iniquity, and sorrow. Now I want you to picture a tree. trees all around us. The deepest root of the tree is aven, A-V-E-N, and it stays below the ground. And then there are additional words built on top of it, such as an and han. How is this all relevant to us today? The word substance, which means enough, and its very root also means aven, to pant in vain, to try so hard with performance mindset, wrestling because you are a failure. Did the devil ever accuse you of being a failure? What this is showing us is that our starting point from birth is one of working hard, loving idols, and feeling like a failure all the time. That's our root system. But sounds like we need a Savior, right? At this point, we know we need a Savior simply because we are the generations that have come from the fall of humankind. The fall of Adam and Eve. But God... Say, but God. God is moving in the now, moving us from aven and on to a place of han, which is substance, which means wealth and enough. Now in Christ, we are learning to rest in the spirit of the Lord. And we are giving all of our, all of, all of everything to him in a presentation of spirit, soul, and body. We in Christ have become han enough. You are enough in Christ. In Christ, you are enough. We are all in process of transformation, yet all the while we are resting as he does the work in us and through us to make us into the substance that is for his glory and grace. He's always working. Even when you think he's not, that's probably when he's working the most. When you think he's not even working on you, he's working. See, the glory holds our time, our talent, and treasure, and testimony, and we're not holding back anything. We are in union. We are in union with God in Christ. We are one with them. Even while we may be struggling as a root because it's been overcome by the blood of Jesus, and now we rest in his grace and in his finished work and the work that God has begun in us, he'll complete it, he said, in Philippians 1.6. When he started in us, he will complete. And now we rest in his grace because he is for us. And Jesus has conquered sin. Jesus has conquered death. Jesus has conquered disease and the grave in our lives. And we now are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Romans 8, 37. And that's exactly what God says. All this conquering power is compromised into the word substance. Now faith is the substance of things hopeful, the evidence of things unseen, which has now become our true identities in Christ. So that what we learn is that we rise and thrive from the Hebrew word aven and become overcomers, that is our enough or substance that we give to our Savior and God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And God is the lover of our soul. And because we start with the depraved soul, he came to transform our lives through a process from aven to han. He cares for us by making us a new creation in our spirit. And that is what he does to begin the process of now healing us from the inside out. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. Romans 6, 3. Or do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death. Therefore, verse 4 says, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Yes, amen. 
Amen? For if we have been, verse 5, if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Amen. How does God see you? In the likeness of resurrection. Yes. Yes. He sees you victorious. Yes, he, does. he sees you as enough. Yes. He sees you as wealth. Yes. He sees you as strength and conqueror. Yes. Remember, it was Jesus who agreed to die to liberate us from this very root pawn and bring us to enough, to wealth and substance. As new creations, we are being built up in him as sons and daughters of God. And that's what this world is waiting for, for us to be revealed. The Bible says that the creation stands on its tiptoes, waiting to see us manifest as sons and daughters of God in God's kingdom in this world. That's what it's waiting for. And when that happens, I'm going to tell you what. What you thought the church was, it'll never be the same again. Wonders will be wonders. Things will be so new and so different. You would, We could go out there and lay hands on your 1960 car and it become brand new. It's not me. It's Jesus living in me, through us. The book. Jeremiah's book. His love to us and through us. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yeah, amen? He's just waiting for us to believe. Yeah. And then start operating every day in that kind of think system, belief system. Amen? amen? And here's another way to look at it. He found us in Aven. Then the next word, on, meant to be focused on our own efforts, trying to please God. That's what people do in religion today. They try to please God. They try to pray enough. They try to pray enough. They try to worship enough. They try to give enough so God will be pleased. Nah. See, God transforms us from a being, and then because we are in the flesh, we try to please God on. But what God is after in, is your true substance in him in Christ. The finished work, the new everlasting spirit covenant, his glory, his grace. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah. Now I'll tell you what, if you have time, spend time in Isaiah right now. In this, in this time, this season, spend time there. Spend time in Isaiah. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes to see. Pray for that revelation. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah 40. How many chapters are there in Isaiah? Somebody tell me. That's 66. How, how many books are there in the Bible? 66. That's right. little coincidence. You know. 26, right. Isaiah 40, 26. Lift up your eyes on high. Sounds like Colossians 3 where it says, Set your mind on things above. Colossians 3. Tells you, set your mind on things above. Don't look at the things of the earth. Amen. Because the things of the earth are temporary. Yeah. But the things above are eternal. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And see who has created these things. Who brings out their hosts by number. Angelic hosts. Read the book of Ezekiel if you want to know about angels. Cherub, cherubims, seraphims. Man, they're there. They're all over Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah. That boy was a prophet of angels. Yeah, he was talking about them. And they started talking. He was talking about wheels within wheels. <laughs> Who brings out their host by number and he calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Who we are now in Christ is substance, a strength that produces Overflow. Now let's go to the same chapter, verse 29. What does he say? He gives, he gives power or strength to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. To God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit create strength within, in us. 
that he calls substance. You are the substance. Now faith is the substance. The wealth and enough in you. Accessing, like I said two weeks ago, accessing your heavenly treasures. And you spend the rest of your life honoring God for what you know about you is so true and so different than the world. Amen. We're so different. We can't compare ourselves to anything out there. There's nothing. And you spend the rest of your life honoring God. And our Father God now takes all the substance you are in Christ and causes it to become your wealth. Your ability in him, your power and your strength. Let's go to first, uh, Second Peter chapter 1 in the Amplified. Verse 5. For this very reason, applying your diligence to the divine promises, make every effort in exercising what? Your faith to develop moral excellence and in moral excellence knowledge insight understanding and in your knowledge self-control and in your self-control steadfastness and in your steadfastness godliness I can't do it I need Jesus in me to make that happen it's the Lord in me that makes it happen. Amen? Amen? And in your godliness, brotherly affection. Oh, I can't wait to hug and kiss you. <laughs> you got that same feeling? Yeah. Amen. And in your brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Yeah. That is, learn to unselfishly seek the best for others. And to do things for their benefit. For as these qualities are yours and are increasing in you as you grow towards spiritual maturity, they will keep you from being useless. That's what it says. They will keep you from being useless and unproductive in regard to the true knowledge and the greater understanding of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is blind, short-sighted, Closing his or her spiritual eyes to the truth, having become oblivious to the fact that he was cleansed from his old sins. Amen. Love every bit of who you are and who you are now because all of it brings God glory. Yes, amen. He is bigger than your mess. <laughs> he is bigger than your mess. And everything that you have been through in your life has brought you to the place of his substance. He wants the substance. Faith is the substance, the evidence of things not seen. In Christ, you are enough. There is enough of you to glorify him for all of eternity. He takes our rags and makes them riches. He loves you for who you really are now. Honor God with your substance. Think, think, think about the truth that it is God's grace on your life that is developing a substance inside you that will bring him honor. From substance comes a release of increase from heaven to us and through us to others around us. God wants to create supernatural environments, but you must know who you are in his eyes. You must know your true identity. Most of us don't walk in our true identity. When we leave here on Sundays, we forget who we are. We go out these doors, we go into our car, we go to work on Monday, we forget who we are. We go to our offices, we go to our workplaces, and we act just like the world. We don't act like Christians. We don't act like people who are enough, who are filled with the wealth of enough. We have to start believing. And we have to start walking every day in the revelation of what I'm talking about today. We have to walk in it every day. Every day. See, once we get our, our identity in Christ, all the nonsense in our life goes away. Just, poof, disappears. Sin, you know, somebody say, are you sinning? You say, what's that? I ain't sinned since, I ain't sinned since I met the first 
Christmas tree, the cross. Jesus. When I met him, everything changed. My whole life has changed because of Jesus. You have to know your identity or his glory on this earth will release heavenly encounters in your life. We need to have faith for God's miracles to manifest in our lives. We need to have an expectancy. You can't come here and just, you know, just be a dead noodle. You know, just a blob. Okay, God, do it over. Are you born again? Yeah. Do you know your true identity in Christ? I guess so. I think, I think I do. It's just, it's just, you know, it's time. It's time that we believe we're sons and daughters of God. Amen? Amen? And it's time that we believe that we are enough. Because he who is enough, or more than enough, lives inside of me. Who gives me that strength to honor him. Amen? Amen. See, the trigger that pulls the miracles from the invisible to the visible is one thing. The trigger, the trigger is expectancy. On the part of those who need a miracle. I don't know about you, but I wake up some days, I need more than one. Yeah. Amen? All right. And when we begin to learn about faith and then learn to walk in it, then we begin to see miracles and healings happening all around us, even like surprising us. Like, what? Who did that? You all did in your atmosphere. Your identity. See, we have to learn how to tune our spiritual senses to tap into the faith God has for every situation. Jesus wants to heal everybody. He wants to heal everybody. Now, I can't do it. I can't be in all the places that you could be in. So the places where you live, the Franciscan village, you guys got to start doing it. Do it. Be who God called you to be. Amen? We have to learn how to tune into heaven's frequencies for the amazing things that God wants to do among us. We need to look around us and look internally to the glory of God inside us. See, the fullness of his substance is within us. It's here. You got it. Say, I got it. I got it. I got it. I'm not sharing it with you because I got it. No, we all got it. See, when we enter into pure worship, automatically we begin to agree when we enter into pure worship, automatically we begin to agree in the supernatural with what God wants to do among us. All we have to do is step out in faith that he does the rest. How many times I prayed for somebody for a healing, I had no idea what was going to happen? All the time. That's correct. I step out in faith. I pray. I could have prayed, Lord, Clean his windows out of his car. And God would heal them. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I prayed for people. I had no idea what I was going to say. When I said it, I said, what did I say? Right. Yes, and then that person would call me the next day and say, thank you for praying for me. I was healed. I says, oh my gosh. I just stepped out in faith. Yeah. And he did the rest. Oh, See, we make a move of faith in God would meet it regardless of Certain circumstances, we learn to move in faith rather than having an expectation of the right time. See, we sometimes, we, we eliminate everything with thinking, if this, this can't be the right time, and I can't be doing this, I have to call Pastor Mike and invite him to help me with this. No, you don't. Not if you're a son of God. Now, if you don't believe you're a son of God, well, I can't help you. That's what... That's what the Bible says you are. Sons and daughters of God. He's just waiting for you to manifest. Believe. Have faith. All we have to do is step out in faith and he'll do the rest. It is a simple faith response for seeing heaven move into the earthly realm and create a supernatural environment. We see it. First in a spirit-to-spirit -spirit connection with him, and then we agree in our hearts and do it, and then he moves in and changes the environment. Mm -hmm. How many heard of a 
lady in the Bible named Queen Esther. Queen Esther was interesting if you ever read her story, but she tapped into the faith of God to free a people and a nation. She did not look at her circumstances. She looked to God and Uncle Mordecai, who represented the Holy Spirit and gave her all the cues. And in Esther 4.14, she said, for such a time as this, I am here. She was made queen to save the Jewish people from an evil plot of Haman. We may be here on this earth to save the earth from the evil plot of a corrupt government. Don't just idly just say, Now listen, if you've got anxiety or depression, don't try to get rid of it. Pray. Pray and seek God. He'll take care of it. We said it's in the song, Joy Unspeakable. And just go. Don't try to find out. Don't go run into somebody and say, I gotta know how to get rid of my depression. No, the Bible says in Isaiah 26, 3, he who keeps his mind on me is free. Peace is free. Amen? Amen? And like Esther, she was made for a purpose. So are you. We all have purpose. And you don't have to read the 40 Days of Purpose book. All you have to do is read your Bible. See, much of what we are facing today in our present culture, it's like a life and death manners that require the faith of God or the God kind of faith, much like Esther's years ago. She had the faith. Now she, there was a lot of times when she step, stepped into the presence of the king, she could have been killed. Yes. But God has already opened the heavens for us through the cross of Christ so that supernatural can come and impact our natural world. Jesus' desire is to change environments, but he needs us to believe and act so we can make it happen through us. Amen? Amen. I'm, I'm teaching this so that you will believe in the power of the gift of faith and walking in the faith of God to encourage supernatural encounters. Every day. Not just Sundays. Every day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Every day that ends in Y. Every day that ends in Y. Let's see if I can skip some stuff here. I'm getting hot. Let's go to Luke. I like this. This is a good passage. Luke. Chapter 5. It's before 10. Today we're reading 10. So you have to go back a little bit. You you already read it, probably. Okay, Luke 5. Verse 1. So it was, as the multitude pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret, or something like that. And saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's. Who's Simon? Peter. Peter. And he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets. For a catch. Yeah. And Simon answered and said, Are you nuts? <laughs> We've been out all night. Toiling. We're fishermen. We know how to do this thing called fishing. And Jesus says, What do you have to show for yourself? Nothing. We toiled all night and caught nothing. You don't think they argued with him? I bet you they did. The Bible says there's not enough room in all the books to put all the stuff that's been said and done with these episodes. Nevertheless, okay. Okay, we'll do it. Nevertheless, we'll go out and get dirty again. Toiled all night. That's not good enough for you, Jesus. We toiled all night. Got nothing. Nevertheless, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Why? Why did Jesus put
put this in the Bible so that our faith would increase and we would say, I need to hear a word from the Lord. Amen? You already got the word. I gave it to you today. Faith is the substance. You're the substance. Amen? And so faith first comes by speaking the word to people. The preaching, the teaching, the reading of the word increases their faith. The people of Jesus' day were exposed to the word of God in the flesh. They had Jesus right there. Jesus was right here telling them. Nevertheless, get out there. I'm going to change something in the atmosphere. I'm going to change. I'm going to shift something in the atmosphere. And all the fish that are down there 10 miles are going to be in your boat. I can do that. Are you with me? We have the word of God that is alive and active and is life to the spirit, soul, and body. And when it's read, it brings supernatural power. Tell me why we don't read more and study more. And when Jesus had finished speaking, Jesus set the framework of presenting the gospel and speaking it. And when he was done, he says, now, boys, it's time to go fishing because I'm going to teach you something about your future. See, he didn't do it because he wanted to catch fish. He had some reason, some purpose to teach these disciples about their future. Okay? In other words, I mean, God, I mean, I think Peter might have said to Jesus when he was there, God, don't you remember I prayed last week? And nothing happened. And now I'm wrestling with major fear and doubt. Why are you telling me to do this? I tried that yesterday, the week before, the last month, the last year, two years ago, and nothing happened. Why are you asking me to do this again? Jesus set the stage. He preaches the word. He tells the guys, go out into the deep and let down your nets. And after arguing among themselves, they followed Jesus' words and let down their nets. And then verse 6, and when they had did this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. Ooh. And so they signaled to their partners and other boats to come. Help! Help! And they came and they filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. For he and all who were with me were astonished at the catch of the fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. It wasn't ever about the fish. It was always about the future, the purpose. Jesus was teaching the whole time. But he did something that we can do because we have Jesus living in us. See, everything that Jesus can do, you can do. He said that in John 14. The works I do, you can do. In fact, greater works than these shall you do, John 14, verse 12. Greater works than I've done, you will do. Well, we have first to get to the place where we can just do what he did. Let's start there. That every day when Jesus walked the earth, every day he walked the earth, he was healing somebody. He even healed that lady who was behind him, who touched his prayer shawl. She said, all I have to do is touch the hem of his garment and I'll be made whole. And Jesus was walking through a crowd in his little zip zip. That's the word for the prayer shawl, zip zip. It's, it's T-Z-I-T-Z-I-T. -Z -I -T -Z -I -T. Two zits and a T. So t the prayer shawl, zip zip. To zits it. And so she touches that and she's instantly healed. Because that's the mission for every son and daughter of God. That's your mission as a son and daughter of God. Not just to boast that you're a son or daughter in God, but to change the world, change the atmosphere. We do it together. All of us in the city, all the places we go, the restaurants, the, the places, our offices, our workplaces, the gas station, wherever we go, Target. Wherever we're going. 
time. See, faith overrules fear and doubt, and the faith of God produces miracles. Just move in faith. Let God do the rest. Take a risk. How do I spell faith? R-I-S-K. Take a risk. Some final thoughts on Peter and Luke is, well, Peter is repenting because he saw the goodness of God in a fish miracle. Anytime we see the miracles of God that are extremely dramatic, we can become overwhelmed with self-doubt, fear, self-condemnation for doubting him. It happens to all of us. But Jesus tells Simon, there's no need to be ashamed or fearful. Don't be afraid from now on. You're going fishing for people. And he's saying, what? Are you serious? I got to get a net for people? And then God talks about his future. In a moment of doubt that was overcome by the faith connection between Simon and Jesus. After Simon repents, Jesus gives him a destiny. A destiny. Yes. Same with the woman at the blood. She just touched the cloak and the prayer shawl. And that's another teaching for another time. But Jesus' words to her were faith. Take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Jesus wants to heal us and make us whole. Not just today, but for eternity. For eternity. And I believe when we start catching this and getting this, I believe someday we're going to have more than one Enoch. Who was visiting Jesus on a regular basis through ascension. And the Lord says, why are you going back? Keep going back and forth. Why don't you just stay? Just stay. Good job. 